I feel that it must be stated in advance that this is not a radical idea. I mean, I redesigned my Scrivener template to reflect my use of Save the Cat. I'm sure a lot of people have done that. But what I don't hear a lot of people talking about is how Save the Cat works if you are a pantser. Because I'm kind of a pantser. Yeah. And so I radically redesigned how I'm using it in my writing. And I wanted to talk about it on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and I lost my mind the other day. I did. I just completely lost it. I snapped. I was sitting out on the deck with my dog, thinking about how much I wanted to get done and how much I wanted to get writing and how I have all of these projects that I'm working on that are going to be both large and small stories. And <sighs> yeah, I lost it. And so I came back in the house and I did the one thing that I am prone to do in times of anxious panic. I created a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm probably not the most exciting person to deal with in a crisis. If they made an action movie out of my life, it would probably have to look a lot like hackers, which is probably why I like that movie so much. Because you'd have to do a lot of crazy math overlays and strange numerical visualizations, because when in doubt, I whip the equations out. Because that's the kind of person I am. And I am a huge fan of Save the Cat, and I have been for a very long time, and I'm glad to see the world is catching up to where I've been. I, I read Blake Snyder's wonderful book a long time ago. I've been a big proponent of his genres and stuff for quite some time. Save the Cat writes a novel, finally comes out, and more people start buying in, and I'm so happy about that. But everybody, including the Save the Cat Writes a Novel itself, talks about it from the point of view of being a plotter. And I, I am not a plotter. I'm a pantser. Now, I don't go into most of my stories raw. I generally have my logline based on the genre of the story that I'm wanting to tell. And that's Blake Snyder's loglines for those genres, which I find ever so helpful in figuring out how and where to start a story. But given the projects that I'm currently working on, I have a need to be doing a lot more short fiction and to have a very clear sense of where I am in the fiction as I'm doing it. And as apparently most authors do nowadays, I use Scrivener because Scrivener is awesome. And I love you literature and latte. And I know you don't sponsor my show, but you could if you wanted to, because I talk about you a lot. Yes, I'm begging for sponsorships. What can I say? I'm living in the real world where we need money, unfortunately. So normally when I am using Scrivener, 
each of the documents is a, a scene. I use folders for chapters and go on with my life in the merry sort of a way that you see most authors using it. What was the kind of break in my head the other day was, you know, I should actually just have one document per beat and break the beats up into the scenes that I need so I have an idea of how much to get written. Because I need to keep my pace up, I need to keep forward momentum, I need to make these stories as interesting as possible, and I need to make sure that I'm hitting all the important moments when I need to be hitting them. I can fix the rest in edit, in revision. And so I loaded up my spreadsheet, and I populated the first couple columns with what percentage of the story each of those beats is supposed to happen in. Now, I'm going to assume, for the sake of today's episode, that most of you are familiar with Save the Cat. If you're not, and you would like me to do further explorations into it, I can definitely talk about it, because I've been using this method for years and years and years and years and years and years. And I've, especially as a pantser, have found it to be remarkably helpful. And as far as writing a novel goes, it's extremely helpful because there are certain beats that are a singular scene and other beats that are segments of the story. They're swaths of the story. And as such, when you're working on your story, you know, oh no, my break into two is coming up. And so your mind starts engineering the story so that you're heading towards that break into two. It, it helps so much as a pantser to have those milestones that I know where I'm at. I'm in fun and games. So that's what I need to be doing in these scenes. And I'm heading straight towards my midpoint. And that helps give guidance so that the story does not do what a lot of pantsers have the problem with, of rambling on, at least in my experience. It's just enough structure, just enough structure to keep me on my way. The problem is once you get into smaller fiction, it starts having problems because it was originally designed for movies. Now a movie on average is 90 pages. One page of script is roughly one minute of of film time. So when you're breaking up the 15 beats across 90 pages, it works rather nicely. Once you start working on, say, a short story, uh, well, yes, you could do it across pages, but that becomes problematic because I don't create Scrivener documents by page. I create them by scene. And so what you end up having is Oh, this one scene needs to cover these four beats. Oh, well, that's a lot. And it started creating doubt in my head. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to create perfect fiction, and I'm not saying that it's going to be something that I continue doing, but it was something that seemed so clear to me, and I wanted to share it because I was very excited. <laughs> I am very excited. To me, this looks like the way forward. So I plugged in the word count, that my desired word count, for the various stories that I'm currently working on. This then told me, oh, 
this beat should be between this many words and that many words. Ah, now I have something that I can put in Scrivener. See, I can create a one of those documents in there. And then down at the bottom where you get to set the target for that document, I could set its word count. And so now I know this beat should be that many words. And then the next beat should be that many words. And so on and so forth through the document. I even used the label system to color code everything. So as I'm going through, I can see where I am visually represented in the document. Yes, this is going to be perfect. This is going to work. This is going to get me there. But I didn't do that alone. You see, one of the things that having a long career in fiction has done for me is I have read quite a few books on theory and on craft. And one of my absolute favorites, one of my absolute favorites, the one that changed my writing, I believe, for the better, more than any other book that I have ever read, is David Gerald's Worlds of Wonder. This book, along with uh, Ray Bradbury's Zen and the Art of Writing, are two of the books that I, I go to the most. So, in a way, the three books that, if I were you and you were wanting to kind of get a good grounding in the basics that I would have you read, I would read Zen and the Art of Writing by Ray Bradbury. I would read Worlds of Wonder by David Gerald, and Save the Cat by Blake Snyder. Now, Save the Cat goes, Save the Nut Cat writes a novel. It's very good. Read it if you wish. I, I personally think that I got more out of reading Save the Cat writes a novel, um, Save the Cat and Save the Cat goes to the movies than I did out of Save the Cat writes a novel. But then again, I read those books years ago and implemented them years ago. So I didn't find a lot of what was in Save the Cat Writes a Novel to be fresh and interesting to me. You probably will, because it kind of tries to combine both of those books into one specifically for writers. But the one thing, what if, whichever way you decide to go, I, I highly recommend that you look at Save the Cat. It, it, it is powerful, and it will help. But why do I say that David Gerald is the one who changed my writing the most for the best. Well, one, his chapters are short, and the book is long, so he covers a lot of topics in writing in a very simple, clear way. So when you have a question, it's an easy book to pick up, go right to the chapter that talks about that, read it very quickly, and refresh your memory about, oh yeah, that's how I finished that. But he also taught me what I think is the biggest secret to keeping your writing interesting. In Worlds of Wonder, David Gerald tells us to keep our scenes short. Short. 800 words max. Try not to go over 800 words. Sometimes you have to, but try not to go over 800 words. Try to keep your scenes short. That's how you keep from losing pace. You can have all of the things that you need to have, but by shortening the time that you're allowing them to happen in, no one scene can linger too long. So even if you have a kind of dull scene that you have to get through because the information or the actions are important to the overall plot, you don't have to worry about your readers losing themselves and checking out of the book 
because at most, it's only going to be a couple pages. It's only going to be 800 words. That changed everything for me. See, before that, I had been using the Marshall Plan, and in the Marshall Plan, a scene is conceived of as 1,600 words. Okay. And that's basically how you figure out how many scenes you should be plotting for your book in the Marshall Plan. It's whatever the target word count is, divided by 1,600. That's how many scenes your novel will probably have. Thus, every idea in the Marshall Plan is divisible by 1,600 words, thereabouts. I had to learn to cut those in half. And when I did, my, my stories started having this vibrancy and this interest, for me at least, and for I noticed in people who read me, that they didn't have before. Because I had to be succinct. I had to be quick. I had to be to the point. I couldn't meander on things that didn't matter and that nobody but me cared about. All of that had to go because my chapters, my scenes, had to be short. I learned about chapter length later. And I try not to let a chapter be more than two scenes, more than 1,600 words. Oh, that's tricky. But it keeps you on pace. It keeps you moving forward. Because while you can tell whatever story in whatever manner you want to tell, you have to be careful not to get bogged down. And stories, especially towards the middle, have a tendency to do that. So now I have, and I've been doing for quite some time, this idea of trying to keep my scenes under 800 words. Good. Okay. Well, I'm looking at my spreadsheet and, oh, oh my, that beat, that beat needs to be about 48 words. Well, that freaks me out because 48 words, that's not a lot. That's not even a complete scene. And that for me was the breakthrough that I had. Because I don't know why this was such a conceptual barrier for me. And I think it's because I tend to try to think and write clean. So I have my end goal in mind. Well, that 48 word scene for that beat, that, prob that probably won't be the whole scene. But it reminds me that that's what I need to do. And I need to establish that beat quickly, consistently. And to the point, well, this beat needs to be 1400 words long. Well, that's too long for one scene because remember scenes should be limited to 800 words. So that's at least two scenes. It's a little bit less than two scenes, but let's divide it by two and set the word count for half of that 1400. So now two 700 word scenes in between. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. That's a lot of math and a lot of precision. How can you constrain your imagination to be that consistent, to be that constrained that you're only going to write that scene for 800 words or for 700 words or heaven for fen for 48 words? Well, what you have to remember is those are guidelines. Those are the important things to try to keep you on track, to keep you from getting lost. And those target word counts, for me at least, are only viable in the first draft. They're there to keep me on point, on pace, and not getting lost in the plot. I know when I set up to write a story, it's going to be X number of words, which means it's going to have 
y number of scenes, each 800 words. That's how I would normally plot a story. And for a novel, that works fine. But for the shorter fiction, it doesn't. I need to be able to break those down so I'm focusing on the beats and not missing something. Because I want the story to have the impact that it needs to have on the reader. So by allowing myself to break those scenes up and realize that in the final draft, by the time we get to the point where I'm ready for humanity to receive the gift that they will ignore from me, they're probably going to be mushed together and the scene count is going to drastically go down. But that's okay. I at least know that by that point, I have covered all of my bases. I have hit all of the points that I need to have. And in revision, everything will get smoothed out and the story will end up having the word count that it initially wants. You see, while I tend to hold fairly strictly to my word count goals as I'm writing, again, so I hit all of my targets and capture the story. Once it comes to editing, if that scene wants to grow, it grows. If it wants to shrink, it shrinks. I'm not so focused on the word count in the revision. And that's a very important mindset to have here. I do like to try to keep my scenes as short and pithy as I can possibly make them, but sometimes they need to be long. Other times, oh, they need to be trimmed down and be shorter. But in so doing, I stay on track. Because the hardest thing to do as a gardener or as a pantser or whatever you want to call yourself is to stay on track. It's easy to get waylaid off on the side here, there, and yonder. And yes, sometimes that tells you where the real story should be, and sometimes that shows you how you need to go back and rework everything that happened before it, or just throw out everything that happened before it, because that's your actual story. You need to have a destination in mind. At least for me. Because if I let myself just sit and write, oh, I will just sit and write. And I will create long, ponderous tales that dig into minutiae here and speed through things there. And oh, the amount of work that it takes to beat them into something even resembling a book at the end is a nightmare. And thus, I need order. And I use Save the Cat and David Gerald's 800-word limit to bring order to my chaos. At least at the beginning. Then, you know, you can welcome a little bit more of that chaos in towards the end. But it keeps me clear, it keeps me consistent, and it keeps me on track. So that I can at least finish what I start. And that's a very good thing. I hope this is helpful for you. I really do. There's a lot of theories out there about how pantsing works and some of the best ways to do it, and I think every one of us has our own methods. This is one that I'm going to start trying more. Because, especially with doing these shorter works of fiction, I think it'll help. I think it'll help me out a lot to get to where I'm wanting to go neatly and efficiently. And remember, we're talking about draft one the zero draft, whatever you want to call it. How much of that will ultimately survive into the final draft? No one knows. 
and that's okay. All right. I hope you did get something out of this. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. I hate doing this, especially right now, but while you're down there, if you have any uh, money that you could pass my way, you'll find a link to both the voice message system and, I'm sorry, to listener support and my Patreon. Listener support is going to issue their um, cut throughout up till September. So I will get more of your gracious, gracious gift there. Um, thank you to everybody who does that. It means the world to me. And if you don't have any money right now, that's fine. <laughs> and if you don't feel like doing it, that's fine. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, share. That helps out more than you know. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. Alrighty, I have a lot to do. And hopefully you'll get to see some of it in the not-too-distant future. Uh, so much. Until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.